Welcome over to Biscuits and Groovy. My name's Tyler. Yeah, it's it is Tyler. <laughs> and my name is Alex. Chris Cornell. We changed it. Yeah. We misled you. The last misled. time you heard from us, we said Temple of the Dog. Uh-huh. And, we and then Alex found out that there's only one album. Yeah, after the fact. My mother mo- yeah. shout out to Mom Jen. She says, "Hey, do Temple of the Dog. I'm I don't like, think she okay. understood the idea of this podcast to its full extent. Yeah. <laughs> there more than one album worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Six songs out of the eight. It's I'm like, going to pick some one-hit wonder, like, <laughs> like an EP of six songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we ex- extended, we yeah, extended fitting, the... Yeah. Chris Cornell, of, of any singer in history, in, in the era of recording... Yeah. What what other names sit up there with you if in your mind of like who could we could have done like their all their bands like who has enough bands that it would warrant um like oh yeah we can't just do this one band by this singer is there any anybody that you think of singer no I can't I can't can't think of a singer like that yeah, I can't like, like like um I mean this is I mean this is one we all we relate with it's Jimmy Page you know we, we if I I feel like you could obviously. We did an episode of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but, but you, you could okay, you could do Yardbirds, yeah. you could do Zeppelin, and then you could also do the Black Crows. You could right. do you could do some stuff that Jimmy mm-hmm. Page played. Well, and you could also do um, not Kurt Cobain, obviously, but you could do um, oh sure Dave Grohl. Yes, you yeah. could do Dave Grohl, he, and he comes, he comes, Vultures. and he, but he's done different he's stuff, in, right? Um, Pearl Jam, no, is it Pearl Jam? Not Pearl Jam. It's it's so he's, um, he's named Crooked Vultures, obviously. Um, Foo Fighters, obviously Nirvana. Foo Fighters, but he's in one other one with uh, Queens Queens of Stone Age. He drummed with them for a while. Okay. So like, yeah, you could do. So you could do, uh, but he's not a singer, right? Yeah, so we're not like touching on the singer, scene, the voice. Yeah, but like, as far as uh, that's what I'm trying to get at is, if you're gonna pick a singer in the era of recording that's been in multiple groups that that it warrants covering their entire span, as well as being a riveting story of you know personal hardship. Yeah. Well, like, and I what is compelling. it? Last year was it last year. No, it's been longer than that, but. I, I I'll mean, look it up. Time, look it time, up. yeah, time goes quick. I'll look it up. But sad, sad. I mean, sad story yeah, sad for the story. Yeah, yeah. Sad, Beyond uh, the fact that he has an amazing voice, amazing voice, absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah amazing like. voice. Uh, and we talked about this, I think, a, a while ago. When it talks, uh, we played in a rock band, and Rue. When I think of who Rue sounds a lot like and sings a lot like yeah, and, Chris and writes his lyrics, it's Chris Cornell to me. Interesting. I could see it. I hear a lot of Chris Cornell, but uh, he wouldn't say that. Maybe he would. Maybe he's douchey enough to say that. <laughs> he quit the he quit the game. He's done. He's done ski dunsky. Wait, like kill himself? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. He just doesn't <laughs> like, he doesn't do music anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done, he's done. Of all the guys I would think that would not have ever stopped the game, that's the like, he, the but guy? he stopped. Yeah, he stopped. He's no longer doing music. How do you know that? Um, Gavin. Gavin told me because okay. uh, Jackson still <laughs> has relative more. contact with the Interesting. guy. Interesting. Yeah, so after us, he, he kind of so slowly... I'm like, I'm like fifth level hearsay at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you thought he killed himself. So yeah. No, I didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, man, we're getting dark quick today. Darkity, darkity quick. Yeah, well, let's but, play the Temple of the Dog. Um, first song's my song, Hunger, Hunger Strike. Okay, so what year is this album released? Uh, this album is 1990. Okay. It's older than us. Yeah. 32 years ago, approximately. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's listen to something and see if it sounds thirty years old at this point. What's the song? What's it called? Was he sixty when he killed him? There's no way. What's in hell? Check what we're listening. But, okay. okay but this is Hunger Strike. Hunger Strike. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Here we go. <laughs> Blood is on. 
mean, excellent. Yeah. The man, the man as he is, four octave range. Whoa. A complete four octaves. It's incredible. I, yeah, I, I believe it. But the cool, the cool part about him is he's considered a baritone for his low tendencies. Well, he yeah, sings, kind he of sings lower. The bass, but uh uh-huh, but, but, he, but yeah. he's, so he can get low, yeah. Yeah, he considers he's considered a baritone. Yeah, I can see it, yeah. He sings really low. But then he But he has a falsetto. Fo- yeah, but he has crazy. A, a, he has a two octave falsetto yeah, as well as his regular. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, fan, fantastic yeah. voice. And I mean, um I don't know if anybody out there who's listening is a fan or has ever heard of Rick Beato. There's a um Video where he goes through. So Rick Beato is a, is a music. He's a musician, teacher, guitarist, um, producer. But he's, he's not, his big thing now is YouTube, and he one of his big series he does is what makes a song great. So he goes through different songs that he considers to be great, and kind of breaks them down track by track. And he, he goes over uh, some sound. Okay, yeah, I've stuff seen. I've seen that. And um, talks about just how Chris Cornell's ability to. Double track himself is like legendary. Like, yeah, he, he, that he, was he, incredible. Yeah, it really some, is. Some incredible. Of his his lines are so perfect. It's that. Well, it He's sounds so like a different point. voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insanity. So, um, I think I think I showed off his voice really well. I did. I, I think that sounds very '90s to me. Um, yeah. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. Like if, if that was now, I'd be like, no. I'm sure that hundred percent. That sounds around. like. I mean, upper Midwest. Yeah. It's you know, just like true, yeah. straight the fuck up. Like. Yeah. Great shit though, yeah. Like really um, good. Great lyrics too. Wonderful guitar tones. Super, well, and that's all I was gonna say too. I just bought a three thirty five, and he played. I think a three thirty five. The whole his yeah, whole. Yeah, I don't know who who was kind of. I'm guessing if he played guitar in this band as well, I kind of doubt it. So I don't know if you know who Temple the Dog. It's Pearl Jam's current lineup with Chris Cornell. As, so so do, as well do, as Eddie Vedder. Did they? As well as Eddie Vedder. Yeah. So Eddie, I think Eddie sang a little bit, but mostly he played guitar. So I would guess Chris Cornell did not play guitar. Isn't that crazy? It's possible. So, so would, would would not Pearl Jam? So she's, is that who you said it it's was? Pearl Jam plus Chris Cornell. Lineup plus Chris Cornell. It's their current lineup. I don't know if that was the Pearl Jam lineup at the time. So, so he left. Pearl Jam. I mean, dude, what's the weight on a man to say that you leave the band that becomes Pearl Jam? I think, I think Pearl Jam already existed. I think this is Pearl Jam's side project. Okay, but I think and, it, and, my, and that does make sense because I want to say like Soundgarden and um, what was the other one? His, uh, his other band that he's in, Audio Slave. Yes, those were those were his two big. I would say his well, big Audio Slave is, is Rage Against the Machine, but he replaces uh, Zach La Rocha, which is Zach is not in Audio Slave, but that came in later too. Yeah, that, that's a later project. Um, but Soundgarden. Well, I think, he, but he definitely through. got did. He definitely had to have gotten. And maybe I don't know. Let's let's talk about yeah. this. He had to have gotten his start role with Sound, with Soundgarden. Soundgarden's from the they they started in, the, in um, late eighties or early eighties actually eighty four. That's when they started, and but they didn't we didn't get famous until ninety four with Super Unknown that we'll get to in a second. I'm sure. I know. I know. Looks. I chose a song from it, but um, yeah, they they went ten years without getting huge fame. Like not like huge radio play and being these these you know touring the globe. Yeah. But they were well respected, and obviously everybody in that, in that grunge scene knew each other very well. You know that kind of. Well, thing. that's and, right, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that Seattle scene. So yeah, so like Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Um, there's like those are the two big names. Audio Slave, but, but yeah, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, um, like the Melvins. I think were kind of up there as well. There's another one. J. Matt uh, Dinosaur um, Jr. Allison Chains. Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. have them already. Um, yeah, that, all those guys kind of knew each other, from what I how I understand it. Which makes a lot of sense because be they all kind of like they all sit in there. Well, and it's really cool because it kind of it, it really sucks in the whole idea of what the '60s were too, when everybody was playing their own shit, everybody was playing each other's stuff. They were all just a good group of friends in the '60s. Yes, the '60s. Okay. They were all just a good group of friends playing each other's stuff. Okay. And same stuff with this stuff, you know, like same mm-hmm. stuff with that that yeah. kind of era of that Seattle, you know, up mid like west northwest like northwest yeah. bullshit, you know, like that's what they were doing. Yeah, it's it kind They're of makes all really good friends. Of, of well, getting back to the song, you know, Hunger Strike talking about poverty and and uh, and also in the same way, like when you have a surplus, like well, how do you, how do you behave um, when you're in need, but also how do you behave when you have surplus? Do you do you give when you have the chance, and do you have a problem with taking when you need to? That's kind of the first couple lines. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouth of decadence, 
But I like basically then I can't remember the next line is, but he says like I can't keep to myself when I have extra. Like yeah, yeah, that, you gotta give it away. Yeah, you gotta give it away. Yeah. And and I think that kind of kind of uh is a weird play on the whole on folk music in some ways. Like like music as it started well, is this not folk music it, just with folk a different with tonality. Guitar. Yeah, exactly. It's folk with electric guitar and really, really dark lyrics. Um and it makes you think of a, an I mean, interview with Neil Young, bro. Mm-hmm, yeah, all, yeah. it makes you think of uh, there's a there's a interview with Tom Morello where he talks about he was doing his, his acoustic project. I can't remember what it's called right now. Night Watchman, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but he talks about how to him the darkest music is like Woody Guthrie music, old fifties guys like on or you know things with acoustic guitar and some dude singing. Yeah, He's when like, they really had some issues. Yeah, when there was some real <laughs> yeah, real seriously. shit going on. Yeah. Where like, they happened to, like they made an effort to get to this bullshit little venue, but granted yeah. they got to go home and yeah, 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 yeah. they got to go work the, the factory floor the next exactly. day. And he, that's what he says. He's like, he's real like, shit. yeah, the real. He's like, with all the people think heavy music is Slayer or Cannibal Corpse. He's like, it's no, not. the heavy stuff is Woody Guthrie with an acoustic guitar singing, "This land is your land." Well, that almost goes back to also the blues guys who are playing this southern like, I mean, slave music. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like this is. So dark, it is dark as dark yeah. as night. I mean, like that's the Willie, like blind Willie Johnson. Well, I was gonna say it's we, we talk about that song. Cold from, as uh, night, dark as the night. Nirvana at the un, unplugged, the last song they play. Where have you been? Where 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 did you sleep last night? Yeah, and it's originally a Lead Belly song, and I mean that's the darkest song you could think of. It's dark, dark as hell, dude. <laughs> I found his head in a driving wheel. Like holy shit. Well, I mean everything Robert Johnson ever wrote. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Blind Willie Johnson. It's the same shit, dude. It's it's just dark. Super super. When dark. like even, but it starts to get a little softer when Buddy Guy gets into the scene uh-huh. and he's playing. But but still, it's so it's dark, yeah. dude. That was. I mean, we don't get it. Yeah, we, I mean, that's well, we had this conversation. I think a couple podcasts ago. It's like we want to write the blues and play the blues, but do we know the blues? I'm like, my life is not yeah. that hard. I'm a white dude <laughs> living got, in Utah. Yeah, yeah. And, and my parents love me. Yeah, I have seriously. wonderful parents. And my like, parents didn't I, freaking I, I, die of Spanish <laughs> flu. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's like it's not even relatively close. Yeah, and and I mean, I guess kind of putting a cap on this one, I would say this whole album is is a tribute to another singer friend of of the whole band. I would assume who died of a heroin overdose. And yeah. It's like when you're when you're living life like that. It's like yeah, you're gonna be bound. You're bound to be surrounded by a lot of darkness and sadness, mm-hmm. and people dying, and or people maybe who you think should have died, or you know who so who knows. But like crazy stuff, and in some ways that's gonna leak into your lyrics and your voice. And I think Chris Cornell's a great example of, of letting that become something really beautiful. To add to that, and to like let's set the cap on too. The uh, thought I had this week was the. Smooth, but all I mean, I don't want to say smooth, it's the gentle walk of life or death. Here, when you get to this kind of music where it's really dark and really sad, you kind of walk this strange mm-hmm. level of you're kind of seeing to the next world in a lot of ways. <laughs> sure, you know what I'm saying? I like, like, I mean, you're as close to death as most people will ever get, and you're sad and you're lonely, and there's so much more depth to the level that you're dealing with mm-hmm. as a person so it's cool to see and it's cool to hear this like on it like dude you can i can imagine writing stuff like even yeah. like this but we're gonna keep going like yeah, let's just keep stuff. digging this yeah. hole but you know it's, it's a rabbit hole but it's it's fascinating to like watch these guys play this music that is so on the touch is it reality or is it in the next Realm. Are they dead? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how dead are they? Am sure. I that dead? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, let's keep going. So this next song, a, a Soundgarden song by Chris or Chris Cornell. So we're kind of getting the Soundgarden. I think the next two are Soundgarden, but Spoonman is you. Yeah.
this this is going to be the. I mean, Soundgarden is going to be the kind of quintessential, the centerpiece of like, yeah, really. Why? Like, where where did Chris Cornell come from? There he is. Yeah. Poof. Um, on that same episode of um, Rick Beato's uh, YouTube, the, the it, this actually is a song he covers in that. What makes it what makes the song great series, and he talks about how he's like this album, super unknown, more than any other album in his career. People have come to him as a producer and said, I, "We want to do that. To sound, we want to sound like this. Yes. Like basically, we want this drum sound. We want this good. Like people will always be like, yeah, this is the drum sound I want. This is the guitar sound I want.'" And he's like, That's "It amazing. is an incredibly mixed album. So I mean, all around that song, I think everything sounds great. Just everything fits super well." They're like the crazy cool percussion there is in the background to kind of keep the spoon man theme going. So the song is about about a spoon performer that they that they met in the park or something like that. That was I guess a, a around um what's what we were just talking about the the city up there Seattle yeah and like in the Seattle area um there's a guy that I guess that played the spoons in the park all the time and they wrote the song about him. I've been to Seattle, bro, and the people that are playing spoons up there, damn, they're wild, wild ass motherfuckers. But like, hey. Shit, that's cool as hell. Like it yeah. is, and that song is cool as hell. Like and it, it, it does sound. It's it, it, it's almost it's by accident too. It's when you're not trying to really smack it like you could smack it. Smack you, what? You know, well, I mean, just like the, the tonality, the mix, the master, the uh-huh. production. You know, everything about or everything around that album cover. They're probably not going to go. Hey, we're trying to mix the best sure. sound. Where where they do come, like you say later, they're like, we want to. Do exactly what they did. What did they do? Uh-huh. It's, like, it's all. It's all <laughs> kind of by. It's a. It's a little bit of magic, right? Yeah, all, it's, it's, a bit by it's Chris Cornell's voice. Dude. Yes. like you can't match Chris Cornell's voice unless you've studied for years and practiced for years. But you can't touch it though. That's the coolest yeah, that, part. Yeah, you and we're not really playing like either. Um, I do play like a stone. So that's the next song that we're gonna play here. And that he does hit all four of his octaves okay. in this song. Were you Were you gonna show me the uh, the four octave range that we were? Are you getting the piano set up? No, no. I mean, I would, but like. Uh, what I, I, I can pull it up in the like during pull the pull up song. It, it's nuts. His he's got a four octave range, not the craziest range of all time, but it is. I mean, that's incredible. A four yeah. octave range? Are you kidding me? For your vocal range, like it shows, like there's a diagram on the internet that kind of shows your vocal, mm-hmm. how your vocal cords can expand and and detract or you know whatever the word you want to use. And for him to hit that. And go to that point. We're gonna see his full, and that's like a stone touches that. It hits. It hit. It hits all that for him. And so that I mean, it's a big song for Chris Cornell. It's a big song for Audio Slave because of that reason. Yeah. Like it's it's huge. It's it's amazing. So it won a Grammy for something. I'm looking up. Um, I'll look it up in a second. But yeah, the, this one and Black Hole Sun both won a Grammy. From what I can tell, I believe you. But let's play it. What are we the next one. Yeah. Well, so it's like a stone, okay. right? So this is audio slave. We we, we did move. Is from, this audio slave? Yes, next. It is okay. Audio slave. Um, and I lied earlier when I said the next two songs were gonna be Soundgarden, <laughs> but it's not. Eh, audio slaves next. Um, like a stone, but by far, I mean, this is this. I think, in my opinion, this is pinnacle. His vocal Chris performance. Cornell. Yes. Okay. This is this is, a, this is the pinnacle vocal performance of Chris Cornell.
I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, that's quite a quite a mix of uh, of genres there. That acoustic guitar is sweet, and then, um, I mean, yeah, but his his vocal performance incredible. is incredible, absolutely insane. Well, and it's cool because it does. It, I mean, what do you John John Rise it as? What do you? What do you yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up actually. I thought I looked up while we were listening to that one. Guess what the Grammy Award that, that uh, Spoonman won that year. Oh geez, I I mean we've gone over this. What was like that three or four weeks ago? Best metal performance. Metal performance. Yes, and because here's here's what's extra funny to me is do you even take do you even take that Grammy award? Do you even go you like okay? So um, uh, like I said, Black Hole Sun also won one for best hard rock performance. To me, I'm like Black Hole Sun is more metal than yeah. I'm like they're 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 both. What's well, not? I, I wouldn't. Say I wouldn't say either of them are metal. Neither of them are metal. I would say. Uh, Black Hole Sun is harder than Spoonman in my mind. <laughs> that just goes to show you the Academy does not know it's what so, the it's hell so they're talking about, yeah. dude. What was the? What was the? Oh, we went on a freaking rant. It was the. It was the best new artist after ten years, <laughs> ten years. that have they been in the industry. <laughs> yeah, I'm the best. I'm, I'm the. I was the best. Uh, best new driver on the on the streets. Yeah, best new driver, but I've been driving for ten years. Yeah. But yeah, see, I mean, but going back to the question of what what genre is that song? It's what it reminded me of. I, I forgot that Chris Cornell had done the James Bond theme for Casino Royale. Dude, His vocal performance and that insane, shit is awesome. Yeah, it sounded well, very. We sick, had that. We had that debate mixing. when we did the Radiohead, and they got kicked off. Well, they didn't get yeah. kicked off. They got. They, said, oh, it's, not, it's too dark. It's right? too dark. It's too dark. But I'm like Chris Cornell's way darker. They replaced them. Yes, but that, I mean that was politics in my yeah. opinion. But like Chris Cornell's a way darker of a singer yeah. than Tom York is. Of course, hundred percent. Across the board, yeah. Um, maybe that song. I've, I've I've heard that song, the Radiohead one, but I can't remember how dark it actually is. Do you want to? Um, do you want to play those two notes? I, I pulled them up with what he can play, what he can sing. I want you to play the lowest and the highest note. Is it? Is this? Is it like yeah, my sure to be loud it. enough? Well, like I'll get the mic up, dude. Okay. Let's freaking do it right now. Uh, you play it. Okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You give commentary. I will get the mic ready, and you play the two notes that he can play. Like the, the the octave range. Yeah, slap it, slap it. Damn. That's what it says. Damn, That's what it says. High? No, it's like that one right there. No, that right there. That one. So you got one octave, two octave, three octave, four octave, and he said you can hit up to there. But, but even if I'm counting that wrong, imagine just this. That's that would be still, but that, that would be almost blockers. Yeah, either one of those. I don't know which one is actually A to C sharp. Um, C sharp two to A five. So if you didn't hear that, C sharp two to A five. A five. Yeah. So. I mean, good luck, anybody. I'm like, touch that. Give that's it insanity. Well, you. Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, I know that, um, oh, who is the girl that sings that really annoying Christmas song that it's like a Mariah Carey. Yeah. I know she has a quite an incredible range she's got as the, well. She's got the biggest the range. whistle. Is, is she like. Okay. So what I, and I take it for what it's worth, yeah. but I feel like there's so many like debates versus whatever. And you have Mariah Carey, then you have Robert Plant. Those are like okay. the one, those are like the two big vocal yeah, range. Massive range. Okay. Of people. Yeah. But, I mean, that's insane that's though. That's insanity. Yeah, like I can't even think of big bigger than that. Are you shitting yeah, me? That's insanity. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we've already kind of solidified what we said at the beginning. As far as a vocalist, you're going to cover their entire career that spans multiple groups. Chris Cornell is the one to do it, and well, all what's three of these songs the coolest part so is different. he's just hanging out with his friends, and I feel like that's what I'll be, he's like. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Pearl Jam. Oh, well, I'm going to hang out with Ray Jimmy's Machine. Like, I, it's yeah. just it's cool that. You know they all knew each other, mm-hmm. and and he was so confident in his vocals. He's like, oh, yeah, I can I can play with any group and hold my own, and oh, and write incredible songs. None of these are a cop out. None of these are just like a side project. These are all fully fledged groups. Yeah, that that release incredible music. Yeah, I'm all about it. Untouchable. So what do we got next? Uh, let's play. So reach down by Temple of the Dog. That's the next. Yes. Reach down. <laughs>
we got almost gospel at some point there in oh, his, dude. his voice. <laughs> and that, well, you thought that was going to be the end. I mean, like, me listening to it, I was like, oh, that's got to be the end of the song. It's like that three more minutes. Yeah. Buckle up. And it's like, comes back in. Oh, damn, them drums, dude. Those drums were just pocket. Oh, killing it. The, who's else, who else is singing in that? It's got to be Eddie Vedder. Right? So it's... Or, or just double track Chris Cornell, possibly. No, no, it's, it's definitely. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I would imagine they both at some point, but I think that breakdown part is multiple tracks of him for sure. Okay, but I, I would I would assume the way that I heard it, it, it doesn't like sound like Chris Cornell. Him. It sounds like Eddie Vedder. Okay. Oh, it sounds like a different voice. Like, yeah, both. And so if I'm going to assume it's a different yeah, voice, I'm going to Eddie. assume it's Eddie Vedder for sure. And it, it's incredible. It just keeps going. It just like yeah. It's really cool. Like it's just a rock and roll, dude. Yeah. 11 minutes of just uh yeah apparently the majority of these this album and this song specifically um is composed by chris cornell as well dude so i could do go it to a, this is the these are the kind of concerts i wish we could go to nowadays <sighs> could imagine because because this is an 11 minute song back then it was probably like a 30 minute song <laughs> and when they played live i'm sure dude it was I'm so sure. cool just keep giving it so the us. guitarist the lead guitarist in this band and in, in um pearl james well mike mccready Absolutely, one of the most underrated guitarists, in my opinion. There's a uh, concert, a recorded concert from 92. It's a Pink Pop Festival in Seattle. And uh, Pearl Jam's playing. And they play um, Alive by Pearl Jam. And they finish it off with just a super long extended solo. And it's, I mean, I'm positive it was uh, planned beforehand just because of how perfect it is. But they finish it off with the... Um, Main riff of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Yes. Oh, it's so killer, dude. Like when they, oh, they all, no, it's the, um, it's right before the, yeah, right before that part. And that's how they finish it off. And dude, oh, the crowd was nuts. And it's raining. It's just, everything's wet and muddy. It's outdoors. So yeah, like those are the fact, those, Mike McCready is a quite a guitarist and his, his guitar. Uh, tone in this the, the wah his, his use of wah is one of my favorite it's cool because I've been watching a lot of stuff on modern day guitar players when it comes to wah okay and wah is definitely like a lot of people are like it's been done it's the old thing yeah we've done Jimmy Hendrix we've done was the that already. king oh dude Jimmy Jimmy, Clapton, Jimmy yeah. Hendrix yeah Jimmy Jimmy and Cream that was it's been done sure and you can't do it better so stop trying to do it but that's almost pretentious it's the pretentious douchebags who are still playing guitar yeah, we're really Really damn good. Don't get me wrong. Of course, but it's like, dude, do it sounds good. Yeah, if it sounds. It sounds Wah cool. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Sound, one of the coolest things you can it's do. It's super cool. Well, it, it drops in my in my experience of playing live too. The wah creates a tonal. Yeah, it's a solo like, tone. Yes, it, it, it draws it gives attention. You, it gives you that. It gives you that that treble effect. It, mm-hmm. it drops the bass tone to where your guitar is so cut that you can't not hear it because like there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I. I I've only played with really damn loud drummers. Yeah. Where these guys are heavy handed and loud. I'm turning yeah. the bass as loud as we can get it. Like, honestly, like, yeah, I'm like I turn it all the way up. Like, I want to hear all of the bass. The bass is driving this home. And so, like, yeah, I need to cut. I need to cut you through this a little different bit. Different I need, from those I two need things. to, I need to get out of this. Like, the bubble that is we've created is a giant ass wonderful bubble. So, we need to cut out of that bubble. And these guys do that. Though. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it sounds sounds incredible. But his Chris voice Cornell's is, voice does that. Yeah, it cuts, cuts super quick. It cuts, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think he knows how to mix it too. I mean, going back to Spoonman, there's this part where it's like the kind of radio vocals or like the telephone vocals. Um, all my friends are brown and red. Like it's yeah, like yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, those lines are great. And it's, he knows how to mix it. So just a just a wonderful artist who knows his craft. What? Yeah, dude. Tell you what. Let's keep. Knows going. every craft. Honestly. Yeah. So we're on. What is this song five? Five, five, six. Yeah. yeah. Five, five and six. We we got gasoline next. Love this guitar line, dude. Oh my gosh.
Yo, big respect. <laughs> I think in a lot of ways to let the voice just speak. Because, like, he just creates the, the next level for, like, the, the vocal range. He sits on this. When that breakdown happens, you think that, oh, he's gonna come, it's going to come popping faster yeah. than it is. But you, the, the voice just brings it up, brings yeah. it up, brings it up. Yeah, I mean, dude, that I'll bet you that song live was just a freaking jam, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, I can't even imagine going nuts. This is this is I've been sitting on a big, a lately a big roll of I need to go see some people that I just appreciate a lot. I need to go see them live because they might not be playing a lot. Yeah, artist, artist. Like I'm, I might, I'm gonna fly to Seattle. I'm gonna fly to Toronto. To go see the people that I need it. I want to go see. Because like you might not get the yeah, chance sure. again. And sure. so you got to kind of witness it and go appreciate the artist for what they are. And for what you want to yeah. become as mm-hmm. well, right? And that, that when I hear this, that's, that, that is so amazing. Yeah. Like, it really is. Gosh, it, dude. Dude, he hits. He, he sits on this low end and then he just drops the ball and the vocal just touches. And that's what I think is really cool about Chris Cornell too is because he touched – most of the people are listening to the lyrics. Most white people yeah. right, that's what they, right? <laughs> are listening to the vocals, listening to yeah. the lyrics. You listen to the lyrics and you feel the, you feel the drums. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where you sit. Guitar but, and bass, I mean they don't even know though. They feel the drums but they don't yeah, even yeah. realize they're feeling mm-hmm. the drums, right? It's in the background. And so – but he really does create that, that sense of wonderful like – just circular song writing technique. That, uh-huh. I mean, like that, yeah. that, that sits in. It, it's really amazing that to have a vocal person cover that whole spectrum where normally you're relying on a rhythm section and uh-huh. relying on a lead section to cover that oh, yeah. where you have Chris he, Cornell. He's the whole package. Dro- uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. we got one more song. What we got? Uh, I Am The Highway. Okay. We're gonna we sit on this audio slave, and I do love it. I yeah. do love it a lot. But this Dude. song, this song's really cool because I love the vocals on this song. I think my favorite. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think Rage Against the Machine is they're they're one of my favorites. Tim Comerford is my bass inspiration from the, from the very beginning. I played bass. I playing bass. He was what I wanted to be as a bassist. So getting to hear him with Chris Cornell's vocals is is great. This song's cool because it's 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 way more on the chill side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it lets the vocals breathe a lot. Oh yeah. Like I like a stone. We played that already, yeah. and we talked about the vocal of range yeah. of that that covers, and that's the Grammy award winning, like insane, right? But this song's just it's yeah. really it's it's just it's sure. really nice. Okay. It makes you feel like a it makes Let's you feel it good. It makes you feel good, Let's and you want to go to work tomorrow to and not be upset about it. You know. Yeah. Let's cruise to the end, baby. I am the highway.
I think you're right though. Like I love that song. It's crazy how he takes something that's so simple and so classic sounding, and because he's Chris Cornell, like he just grabs it and is like, yeah, that, "This is mine." And like my vocal performance is still gonna be freaking incredible. Oh, dude, it, that that song speaks to everybody because it speaks to me a lot because yeah. it's, he speaks about people taking you for granted. Yeah, like, you might he, think he's I'm not one the thing. rolling. Whatever you think I am the, to you, I am the highway. Yeah, I am myself. Yeah, I am. I'm I am all that. I am not the moon that you see. You're like the moon's yeah. gorgeous. I am the night. Yeah. I am, you know, like that's yeah. it's I'm really that. cool. Don't put so me in like, a little box. I am above I get what, what I am. as much yeah. as you could imagine that I am to you, or I am as a person, yeah. you take me for granted. Yeah. And I love that. that I think is, it's amazing. Yeah. And that is very cool. For the, a man to speak like that in his early days, relatively early days, to get to the point where he gets to, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Yeah. This was a, if you don't like this it, you're was wrong. A, yeah, this was a, not a, not, we didn't focus on a band today. We focused on an artist. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it was it was quite a ride. My up for next week? Yes, please. Okay, so we're gonna kind of take it all the way back to the beginning, Ooh. in a slight way. I like that. This all is the way back be... to the beginning. That's like one or two. We had some early, early vibes, but like I want to hear. No, it. no, not the beginning of our time together. The beginning of this podcast. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay, that's what I mean the first band we did was all them witches. Yeah, this band is just the witches. But with a Y instead of an I. Interesting. The Witches, if you want to. The Witches. But it's it's the Witches. Okay. I I know nothing about Two the words. Witches. The Witches. Surf Doom. Surf Doom. Interesting. Interesting. So like MF Doom. Uh no. With a little. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm yeah, trying to sure. like place a. If I was to tattoo this on my like my chest. Surf Doom. MF Doom, the the, 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 the mask, game Doom, the mask of the MF Doom, yeah, on and, my and chest with a surfer, with wearing the mask MF, yeah, wearing yeah, the MF yeah, Doom. surf Doom, mm. but then says, but it's but he's also got a hat that has a witch, a, it's, it's a, a witch hat, hat. Yeah. yeah, witch's hat, okay, sick, sick, yeah. yeah, you're getting that tattoo next week, next week, well, well, yeah, yeah, I mean next week, maybe, maybe we'll think about it, cool, but. We were biscuits and groovy. Mm-hmm. Was it groovy? I felt groovy today. I feel like it was very groovy. And I we, am not the biscuits. I am the groove. I <laughs> am not your biscuits. <laughs> I am the groovy. <laughs> yes. Yes, for real. Um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week.